Hello again, welcome to another episode of the Uranium Market Minute. Today is Wednesday, August 31st, and this is episode number 176. My name is Justin Hewn. I am your host. I'm the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro Newsletter, the only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium, finds the best risk-reward investment opportunities in the space, and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you see or hear in this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right. Good to be back with everybody again today. Um, quite a month end that we had today. Very, very strong price action across the uranium market again against the backdrop of a weak tape in the broad markets. Very much looking forward to going through the charts with you today. Um, in the mailbag section today, I'm going to talk about some Japan news that came out this morning that was quite confounding. And I uh, just kind of want to make some comments on uh, fundamentals versus sentiment versus flows and how they all affect this market and this particular investment. Um, before we do that, I'm going to go into the daily scoreboard, but also wanted to, again, highlight that on October 1st, this daily podcast is going to be available for members only. Now, I've had a lot of good feedback coming from this announcement that I made starting a couple of days ago. And there's a lot of suggestions of having a two-tiered product. And I want to just comment that that is just far too much work that I'm willing to do. We also don't want to cannibalize our own existing members. We want to upgrade the offering that we're giving the people that are already supporting us. With that said, the weekly podcast will continue to be free. I will be able to make that a bit of a longer podcast, go a bit more in-depth because I'll be doing it once a week. And in my opinion, based on uh, that being free and available to everyone across platforms, I believe that is still a very solid offering going forward, starting on the first. Now, if you do appreciate what I've been providing for you for the past year for free, and you want to support us and join the, the paid membership, we would love to have you on board. Not only will you get access to those daily podcasts, which will, of course, because those are going out to members only, we will be able to get very granular and talk about the companies that we recommend, fundamental and technical aspects of these trades, as well as everything that we already discuss in the daily Uranium Market Minutes that have been going out for free. But in addition to that podcast, you will get access to our monthly webinars, which are two hours long. Uh, September, we have a very, very special guest that will be joining us for that uh, webinar. I'm not going to mention who that is yet. Um, we did mention already to members, but if you're not a member, um, you're going to have to join to find out. That is going to be a spectacular webinar. That is going to happen uh, a couple of weeks from now. But you get access to those webinars and, of course, our monthly newsletters and our intramonth bulletins that go out um, based on fundamental news that is market moving and or uh, trade alerts. So that's it's a full package. And really, this is all about a value exchange. So if you don't feel that what we provide or claim to provide is worth what we're asking, then there's no obligation to join. You will continue to be able to watch these podcasts, listen to these podcasts that will come out every single week. Uh, going forward. So I'm committing to uh, continuing this podcast on a weekly basis. But I do also appreciate all of the very, very supportive comments um, from everybody that have been ongoing, but especially after announcing that we're going to move the daily podcast behind the paywall. So thank you so much for all of that support. Um, before we get into the rest of this podcast, Friday, I will not be here because of the release of the newsletter. Tomorrow is Thursday. That's September 1st. I'm going to be slammed working on this newsletter. So I actually am not going to be here tomorrow either. So Thursday, Friday, and then Monday as a holiday. Yes, the markets are open in Canada and Australia, but it is a Labor Day holiday in the United States. And I have family obligations both on Friday and on Monday. So this will be the last market minute until next Tuesday. And I hope that you all have a great long weekend. 
All right, why don't we go ahead and jump right into the daily scoreboard. The spot market is finally heating up after months of very, very quiet uh, price action and very, very quiet trading. Not a lot of volume over the past couple of months. And of course, that is typical for summer months. I've talked about that ad nauseum. Today, spot market up, uh, the spot price of uranium up over $2 per pound today alone. Very, very big move. Now, I have a couple of theories on that. One, obviously, it's possible that SPUT did some buying today, but we did see appreciative moves in the SPOT market yesterday and the day before without SPUT in the market. Um, so it's possible that they were doing some buying today. I'm not really sure yet. That news will come out within the hour. Um, my second observation would be that there's certainly some market players, some traders that are recognizing that some risk is being put back on into the financial markets. They've seen that SPUT has been able to raise a bit of cash. They are likely to be in the market buying pounds going forward. So if you can scoop up some pounds off the spot market at uh, 48, 49 bucks a pound, sell it back to SPUT at 55 a week or two from now, it's a great trade. So we could see some trader front running. A third observation would be that we actually have seen the big producers say that they are in the market, right? We've heard that Kazadamprom has been in the spot market this year. We also know that in the previous conference call from Cameco that they have mentioned that the restart at MacArthur is going a little bit more slowly than expected. They, uh, they're they hoping to get maybe 5 million pounds from that mine this year. In my opinion, honestly, that's um, <clears throat> kind of wishful thinking, but uh, there's just very, there's a lot of difficulties with labor shortages and supply chain problems. Uh, it doesn't matter how much cash you have, doesn't matter how established you are as a company. This is hitting everybody. So it's uh, not only that is MacArthur going a little bit slower in terms of the restart, but we, they've also reiterated that their pounds from Inkai remain in Kazakhstan this year. So it's possible that Cameco is in the spot market. Either way, we are seeing some big jumps in the spot price right now prior to big purchasing from Sput, prior to even entering this seasonally strong period that typically happens after the Labor Day holiday after the WNA conference, after the new fiscal budgets that happen uh, for a lot of U.S. utilities starting October 1, um, this is an early start to what is typically a strong seasonal period. Um, I have pounded the table over the past three or four weeks saying basically the fundamentals are stacking, the market isn't moving yet, and we're moving into a strong period for the year. This is the time to get in um, if you aren't already. So hopefully that was helpful to anybody that was still positioning or just entering this market. Um, there's certain certainly a lot of uh, recessionary fears. I'm going to talk more about that in the mailback section. So I'm just going to skip that thought for now and continue with the scoreboard here. All right. We have uh, Sput yesterday did not buy any, any pounds of uranium, like I mentioned, but they did issue 670,200 new units, raising another 8.4 million in new money. Sput appears to be back. And if you have been watching this channel, uh, I've been telling you for the past couple of months, do not doubt Sput. They will be back. And guess what? They're back. Yesterday, this discount to NAV widened to uh, minus 1.84%. Now, SPUT did uh, trade up today, I believe. Let's see really quickly. SPUT did trade up almost 1% on the day, but SPOT was up significantly. So I'm sure that we close at a at a persistent discount to NAV, um, uh, probably greater than 2 or 3% by the end of the day. Uh, let's see. Obviously, they did trade above 101% of NAV at some point yesterday because they raised some cash. They're now sitting on 56.7 million in cash. That's that's about enough to buy another half a million pounds of uranium and still have about 30 million in the bank. Um, so it's possible they were in the market buying today. The ETFs, let's see. URA reported no changes. URNM reported an increase of 25,000 shares outstanding. That was about 1.3 million in mandated buying. That was probably from either uh, Monday or possibly last the end of last week. Most likely that was Monday for URNM. Uh, yesterday, the joint 
uh, assets under management for URA and URNM combined climbed by another 56 million. Joint AUM for these two vehicles now comes in at 2.74 billion. The ETF drawdown from the sector-wide correction shrinking to just under 650 million below the mid-April high. So we are clawing our way back, climbing a wall of worry as this market recovers against all odds, apparently. Let's uh, take a look at the charts. All right, URA down slightly on the day on, like I mentioned, on the week tape of the broad markets, significant outperformance over the S&P for this week so far. And over the last about week and a half, we have really climbed back in terms of relative performance uh, relative to the S&P. Now, I want to look at the monthly chart for URA because I think this is interesting. I like doing this at the end of each month. So if we zoom out, we've got a big, fat, beautiful hammer candle for the month of August for URA. But volume climbing up, breaching the volume of July and June. And obviously that should be expected, even though August has the slowest, lowest volume trading weeks of the year. In August, we still breached June and July in terms of volume. I would expect this volume bar to again climb into September. And as I noted yesterday, we do have a bit of overhead resistance with this downtrend line. Now you can argue that two points on a chart do not make a trend, and I would agree. But I would like to see us clear this downtrend line this uh, coming September month or perhaps into October. Either way, a move above that and a move back above a 200-day moving average, which ideally uh, would start to rise here. Now, we are above that 200-day, but that 200-day is still definitely clearly falling. I would like to see that turn back to the upside, see this 50-day rise back up and cross that 200-day, and let's start another nice bullish trend for the coming months is what I ideally would like to see. And of course, the market always gives me exactly what I want. That's clearly sarcasm. All right, URNM relative to the spot price today falling a bit, probably due to the large jump in the spot price. Either way, nice recovery here in terms of minor valuations relative to the metal. Cameco, gorgeous, gorgeous chart down almost 2% on the day, but we have a lot of gains to consolidate here and on a weak tape for the S&P. I actually am not surprised to see that. Why don't we, uh, just because it's going to be beautiful, look at a monthly candle for Cameco. Big, fat, beautiful hammer um, coming right up against that resistance that we saw uh, over the past number of months. And I would love to see Cameco clear this line on good volume uh, going into September. URA relative to the S&P. Now, this is a monthly candle. This is a This is a looker. This is the highest monthly close for this chart since the bull market began back in December of 2020. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Sput also finishing the month with a very, very strong candle. Um, sorry about my little uh, funky volume arrows here. Uh, I drew those for the daily volume, right? So clearly we see a, a definitely uh, a new trend happening here. Look at how many times we've uh, spent We've bottomed out intra-month into this area of support. One, two, three, four, five, possibly six months where the price action has led into this accumulation area. And the accumulation has happened in that area repeatedly. Beautiful, beautiful monthly candle for the Sprott Physical Uranium Trust. All right, let's move on to the uh, mailbag section. Okay, I obviously had a lot of messages come in today around this news out of Japan. The Wall Street Journal and a bunch of other uh, a bunch of other publications picked up a story that Prime Minister of Kishida, basically uh, Japan's Prime Minister, 
um, essentially refuted what he stated last week. And that's really interesting because that seemingly was the news that propelled this sector. Now, I did mention after that happened that I didn't believe that the sector was moving only on the Japan news. We really have had a, uh, a stacking of positive fundamental pieces of news come into this sector over months, if not years at this point. And really, that was just something that, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. But of course, the market was positively reacting to the fact that Kishida basically said that he wanted to see an additional seven reactors restarted by the middle of next year. That's a very, very aggressive restarting timeline. Now, we've reached out to a number of contacts. Um, of course, uh, it was very, very early morning hours in Japan. So we have yet to um, hear back from those contacts. So I can't really speak on that at this point. But my quick observation from this is he probably had to throw something out there for uh, political reasons to appease the opposition. That is probably the most likely explanation and that the forecasting that he gave last week in terms of their aggressive, um, uh, let's say, uh, aggressive messaging that they plan to restart these reactors faster. Um, I think that that is still on the table. Prior to this very bullish uh, messaging last week, we've already known that Japan plans to hit 20 to 22% nuclear as a percentage of their total grid by 2030. That's only seven years away. And that is an additional 20 reactors. So really, seven reactors by next summer is very, very aggressive in terms of restarts. I would be really surprised if that actually happens. Um, of course, going forward, if they restart 20 reactors in the next seven years, that is hugely, hugely bullish for the factors I've already mentioned. Primarily, the fact that Japan has a decent amount of inventory. Over half of that inventory exists in the form of fabricated fuel. The rest is a mix of U308 and UF6. And that inventory is spread across multiple utilities. Some of these utilities actually have reactors that have been decommissioned. Some of them have reactors that are expected to come online. So the inventories for those utilities, uh, where those inventories end up, is varying. Now, we have modeled in for a certain amount of uranium to be sold into the market in the past and going forward. That is likely to continue to happen. It's really not a meaningful amount. And if you model out supply and demand for the coming decade, and include zero more reactor restarts in Japan, we still have a multi-hundred million pound deficit going into 2030. There's a huge deficit in this market, and the Japan news really was gasoline on the fire. Now, interestingly enough, the news that seemingly propelled the sector last week with the FUD that came in around a reversal of tone coming from Kishida did not cause a crashing of the market and a profit-taking for traders. I think that this market has entered a new leg up. And by that, I mean, I think that something fundamental has shifted in terms of the way these things are trading. And this is not theoretical. All you have to do is look at the volumes and look at the relative strength, okay? Um, last month, an S&P 3% down day would have resulted in a 5, 5 to 10% down day in uranium equities. Now we're seeing S&P down 1, 2, 3% on the D day and see uranium equities flat, if not up huge. This is renewed strength. And we also have, um, you know, days like uh, days like yesterday, days like last Wednesday, where we see massive outperformance. We see uranium being mentioned across multiple financial institutions, financial channels. Um, it becomes a shiny object and institutions and retail chase the shiny object. I believe it's highly likely that this strength will continue, barring any massive, massive crashes and downdrafts in the broad market. If we see a Black Monday type situation 
which I don't think we will. Rate hike type recessions or tip or type uh, market uh, bear markets really are not historically speaking as violent as the type of uh, corrections that we've seen, for example, on a Black Monday type correction. Um, so it's possible we see continued weakness across the broad market. It's possible that we continue to deepen into a recession. In fact, I think that's likely, unfortunately. But you have to look and react to what you're seeing on your screen here. And so far, the theories that folks like myself, like uh, Andy from Finding Value Finance, who I, I really appreciate, um, folks like the Cuppies of the world, the Contrarian 8888s of the world, are saying basically energy is working and money needs a place to go and it's going to go to what is working. Therefore, we expect a rotation of money. That is clearly already starting to happen. Will it continue? I don't know. I don't ever really know what the equities are going to do. All I know is that the fundamental case for the fuel uh, cycle of uranium, of nuclear, is ultra, ultra clear going forward. That is what I'm betting on. The, the ups and downs, the daily, even weekly machinations of the market really are not all that much of a concern to me, even though ironically, I'm doing a daily podcast and I look at the charts on a daily basis, but the bet is a longer term bet. Um, I'm betting on next year, two years, three years plus from now, really, however long this bull market goes, I want to be along for that ride. And you have to be in these things before the market moves because chasing these equities is very, very difficult and very psychologically painful. At least for me, it is. Some people, it's not. Some people like to play the momentum game and that's totally, totally fine. Whatever works for you, you have to do you. For me, it's easier for me psychology, uh, psychologically to be a, a contrarian, to understand the fundamentals of something, to bet on the fundamentals, that the fundamentals will win in the end, regardless of what the charts are doing right in front of me on a day-to-day -day basis. And so if I see something that is fundamentally strong, like this particular setup, if it's clear to me that What's happening in enrichment and conversion in the West is going to equal September, October um, buying of U308 by utilities. And I look at the screen and I see equities at multi-week, if not multi-month lows. I'm a buyer. I'm absolutely a buyer. And that's exactly what I've been doing in the past number of months. That's what I've emphasized to our newsletter members. And that's what I've alluded to on this free podcast. Hopefully that has been beneficial. Now, I'm not taking a victory lap here. I think going forward, we're going to see a lot of market chop. This is clearly a very volatile time in the world and in markets. And I don't think this is a straight line to the moon. It's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is I believe strongly that going forward over the next number of months and years, the fundamental backdrop for a rising price of uranium has never been more clear. And it's highly likely that if you zoom out and look at the long-term picture of these markets, the uranium market and the uranium miners stocks are going to follow the trend of the commodity. That's the bet. Pretty simple. It's simple, but it's not easy. Hopefully you had a great day and a great month. And uh, going forward, like I mentioned, I will not be here tomorrow or Friday or Monday. So I will see you guys again on Tuesday, September, let's see, September 6th. I will see you Tuesday, September 6th. If you are a Uranium Insider Pro member, you will have the September monthly newsletter and it is a chunky one. That will be in your inbox one hour before the open on Friday the 2nd, two days from now. Okay, take care, everybody. Be well. Have a wonderful uh, long weekend if you're in the States. Have a wonderful regular weekend if you're not in the States. I will see you again on Tuesday. Thank you again for all the support. I really do appreciate it. Take care. Be well. Cheers.